Hello dear friend, thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at what religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. My name is Fabiano. I'm the pastor currently ministering at Sinai, as well as Meros Park Seventh-day Adventist Churches here in South Australia. We hope and pray that you are having a wonderful day. We've had uh, a cool weather today, but we are so glad that you have tuned in. We would like to also, when I say we, I will soon introduce my co-host, but I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you. And uh, for this week, we have been focusing on the theme, the church in the age of cultural change. And so our co-host for this week is Gloria Toll, and she was with us uh, not long ago uh, on this radio program, and she's back in the studio, and I believe she's got a lot to share with us today and i would like to ask how have you been this week gloria i'm um, fine thank you thank you for having me this week yeah well it is good to hear that you've been fine because a lot of people have been sneezing because the season has changed and i uh, happen to be one of those people as well who are usually uh, who usually suffer from hay fever and not long ago i heard that uh, here in south australia unfortunately uh yeah, the fever season is usually really, really bad. And so, anyways, but we are so thankful that we could be here in the studio. I, I would like also to ask, hey, I know you are a uni student. How is uni going? Uh, uni is going on well, thank you. Yeah. We're really trying, really pushing it. That's right, that's yeah. right. Uh, I can only imagine. With the changes, of course, with COVID-19, uh, I believe you probably had to uh, study most of the time online, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well... Sounds like, yeah, sounds like it's been quite, you know, a good week for you. Uh, I know one of our co-hosts, Helen, hasn't been well, uh, and uh, she's been asked to, uh, yeah, to take it easy by her doctor. If you are listening, Helen, our prayers, our prayers are with you, and uh, may God bless you, and we look forward to having you once again uh, back in the studio. And so, uh, what are some of the cultural shock that, uh, that you encountered, uh, Gloria, when you, ca- when you came to Australia? What were some of the things that shocked you, culturally wise, or, or anything really? What were some of your cultural shock? Wow, I had a massive culture shock. Okay. As, uh, I come from Africa. Yes. Uh, Kenya to be specific. Uh-huh. And yeah, the way things are done there is yes. not the way things are done here. Some right. of the things we, we share, some uh-huh. of the things we don't share. That's right. So yeah, so I had that, the bit of okay. culture shock. That's right. That's yeah. right. Of course, um, coming from one country to another, especially for the first time, there's always going to be a lot of things to learn and to unlearn at the same time. Uh, good things, bad things, everything, a mixture of all the, of all things, isn't it? Yes. And so, even myself, when we landed here in, in South Australia, yeah, ah, uh, there were quite a lot of things. <laughs> I remember the very first church that I attended was Adler City Church and, uh, even at the church, I realized that there were different things there. Uh, the way they did things was a little bit different, but hey, we are so glad to have you here in the studio, and we are thankful. Now, our theme for this week has been the church 
in an age of cultural change. I would like to let our dear listener um, know that we do have this uh, presentation recorded. And if you've missed the previous presentations, uh, you can actually just go to www.faithfm.com.au, big Q&A program, so look for big Q&A, and then you'll be able to find the previous topics there. We've covered interesting and wonderful things, which I think uh, you will be interested in in actually listening to if you have have missed... Uh, the previous presentations. In fact, some of the wonderful presentations which were presented this week are uh, centered on the issue of culture and, uh, and, and how that impacts, uh, um, the biblical culture, morality, and, and, and so forth. For example, on Monday, we looked at, um, has culture changed our picture of God? Can culture change the truth? I was on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, has culture changed the church? And for today, we have, has culture changed biblical morality? So we will be wrestling with that. And uh, are you excited, Gloria? I am very, very excited. <laughs> That's right. It's quite an interesting subject, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's right. Now, just to open up, just, uh, uh, just so we give a little bit of introduction to this topic, I'm going to read just a report that, that, that came from the American Worldview Inventory. Uh, and this is a, an extensive research which was done in the U.S. Uh, and uh, here is the report. And the, it was released on June the 2nd, 2020. An American Worldview Inventory. And the, uh, and the, and this release, release number six says, Perceptions of Morality and Moral Choices Survey Funds America's Traditional Moral Pillars Are Fading Away. And so the report says, Our nation is facing a potential moral freefall. Unthinkable to earlier generations with the majority of the Americans today no longer embracing values of honesty, respect for the rule of law, the sanctity of life, and traditional sexual morality when facing moral issues. According to Dr. George Barner from the CRC Director of Research, he has this to say, uh, our research provides a compelling picture of our nation's ongoing moral recalibration away from biblical truth and the biblical worldview. That's what he said. Now, my friends, you're probably thinking, whoa, I can see this even, in, even here in Australia. But let me tell you, when America sneezes, the whole world catches the cold, isn't it? <laughs> that's what, that's what, uh, uh, we know the saying. And when, when what we mean by that is that what happens in the U.S. happens here as well, happens globally, really. There is a ripple effect from America's actions and social lifestyle, which, you know, spreads around and, and it spreads here in Australia as well. So we are not immune to these changes. He, and, and the article continues saying, there is a slow but widening gap between young and old when it comes to the source of morals. And uh, here is me here now paraphrasing. For the younger generation, really, their morals today are being shaped by the political 
trends and the social trends um, that is shaping uh, morality and the, or let me say this that is shaping the morals of the younger generation according to this um, uh, to this uh, to these uh, findings now the older folks are not immune to this but uh, but the, but this but this research actually say that hey mostly it is the younger generations who are being affected more and guess what Gloria you probably find this very interesting even in the Christian world, apparently, um, those from mainland Christian groups, like the Catholics and Protestants, uh, uh, apparently, and, the, and, and, and when we say mainland Christian groups, we're saying those people who want to stay up to date with the change and try to find ways to incorporate change in their church life and, and beliefs and practice, apparently these kind of people um, uh, they are also, um, uh, just to, to, to be exact, uh, they are less likely to rely on the Bible comparing those from evangelical and Protestant groups. And here we are saying they are Christian denominations, Christian, pe- Christian groups of people because they are very open and willing to adapt and to, you know, stay up to date. They tend to also rely less likely on the Bible. Now that is very sad, isn't it? Yep. And so, whereas there are others who are a bit more stricter, who say, "Hey, the Bible is the rule of standard and practice. Uh, that everything that we do must be the you know must be shaped by the Bible." Uh, these kind of people tend to rely more on the Bible when it comes to uh, to the to to, to morals. Uh, and so. I found this to be quite interesting, but I was more interested in uh, what Gloria, you know, what, what you thought about this. You know, has culture changed, uh, you know, the biblical morality? What do you think? Uh, I think, no, the Bible, uh, the culture has not changed the biblical morality. Mm-hmm. Uh, biblical morality still stands. Right, right. As Christians, we have our point of reference, mm-hmm. and that is uh, the commandments of God. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So the so you're saying that we have, I mean, biblical morality has not changed, but maybe the way people respond to the biblical uh, uh, principles, moral principles, uh, is the one that is changing. Yeah. Okay. Bi- okay. Biblical morality has not changed. What right. What has really, really changed is um, how people respond. People respond from the point of their own experiences, from their point of uh, uh, beliefs, okay. from w- what they've been told, knowledge okay. and all that. That's right. But that does not mean that um, the that biblical morality has mm. changed. Mm. So, for to, for example, if mm. today uh, we had no law, yes, and then you did something wrong, that's right. You say you you went and and stole something. Would you even know that it's stealing if there was no law? Would you even know? Nah, that, nah. No, no, you wouldn't. Exactly. Know. No, no. Nah. Hey, I'll just say. Who's there to judge? Yeah. <laughs> there is no law. Who is there to judge? Yeah. And and uh, from what reference are, exactly. you, are you making it right exactly. or That's wrong? That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So as Christians, we have our, uh, our law. Yes. And that is the Ten Commandments. That's right. And we find that in the book of Exodus. All right. Exodus. 20 verse 1. So for those maybe who are... Uh, new to the Bible, so Exodus is in the Old Testament, isn't it? Yes. Okay, so Exodus is in the, in the, it's in the Old Testament. 
Uh, so did you say Exodus chapter 20? Yes. All um, right. Exodus chapter 20 verse 1. Okay. And I'll read. Okay. And God spoke all these words saying, mm-hmm. I'm the Lord your God uh, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, That's out right. of the house of bondage. And we shall read until... Uh, we might not be able to read that's the right. whole thing. That's right. That's a huge passage right there. You're indicating, yeah. okay? Yeah. But but you're saying that's where the, I guess the Ten Commandments. Uh, uh, that's where we find the Ten Commandments. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so this is the biblical moral code. Yes. For Christians. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I quite like this because in here, as I'm looking at this, it says, "Hey, uh, just briefly, it says you shall have no other gods before me. So God must be first, you know." You know, things, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, you shall not murder, uh, you shall not commit adultery. I'm mixing things up a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, so, so, so for Christians, the, the, the moral code has not changed. That's quite interesting. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the moral code has not changed. And as Christian, we believe that, uh, uh, the word of God is true and mm-hmm. it has not changed and that is our absolute truth all right all yes. right all right and, do we, and do we have a reference for that yes okay mm-hmm. um we have a reference uh in isaiah yep. chapter 40 verse 8 that's right isaiah chapter 40 verse 8 mm-hmm. that's just to show us that the uh, god's word does not change that's right do you want me to read it yes I, I, i'm quick just like that i've already got to that verse all right the bible says here the grass withers the flower fades, but the word of God, uh, sorry, but the word of our God stands forever. How beautiful All right. is that? It is beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So some people mm-hmm. would say, yeah, you believe what you believe. Okay. I believe what I, what I believe. Okay. People say science says this uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, or my tradition says this. Yeah. But uh, we've been told, we've seen from the Bible, Isaiah chapter 4, verse 8. It yeah. says, Isaiah God, chapter 40. Mm-hmm. 40, mm-hmm. verse yep. It That's says right. the word of God stands forever. Mm. With science has proven faulty, and that is a shaky ground. That's right. That's but right. But from the Bible, we mm-hmm. see that God's word stands, stands forever. forever, and it right. does not change. That's right. And we have a reference for that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Malachi, Malachi, mm-hmm. Malachi. Yes. Chapter three, verse sixteen. All right. Yeah, I got it first. Yes, yes. Time. Oh, this time you got it first. All right, yes. that's good. I got it first. So. Okay, well, we, we're going to have to play a a, a, a game here and you see who can first. get the verse first. Okay, good. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and mm-hmm. the Lord listened and heard them. So, a book right. of rem- remembrance was written before him mm-hmm. for those who fear the Lord mm-hmm. and who meditate his name. All right. So... Uh, what do you understand by that person? Yeah, so, okay, it says, well, those who fear the Lord uh, spoke to one another and the Lord listened to them and heard them. So, okay, so we can see that here God is personal. Yes. All right, a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord uh, the Lord, and who, med- uh, who meditate on his name. Okay, so I guess what I'm hearing from this verse uh, is, uh, is that uh, God keeps records of things. Uh, so I'm assuming even the word of God here uh, is a revealer of God's records throughout history, yes. uh, which shows us that uh, the Bible hasn't changed really. Uh, the principles of God hasn't changed as we go from you know the Old Testament to the New Testament. And uh, in fact, verse seventeen says, uh, um, "Who meditate upon His name, uh, they shall be mine," says the Lord of hosts. On the day that I uh, I make 
them my jewels and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Okay. I just thought there was something there, but, um, but yeah, okay. So God, God's word does not change. We, we, we've established that fact. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. God's word does not change mm-hmm. and it's true and the counsel of the Lord stands forever. Okay. As, uh, Psalms chapter 33 verse 11 says. All right. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. Mm. The plans of his heart to all generations. That's right. So this is the Ten Commandments were not just uh, meant for the people who of that time, but okay. to all generations. That's right. Forever mm-hmm. and ever. Okay. So as Christians, yeah. we have our law. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you made uh, committed a crime today, yeah. you would be judged by the earthly laws. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, you'd go to, to you go to the court to court and all of that. Judged by the law of the land. Yes. Okay. But as Christians, mm-hmm. we have our reference point mm-hmm. that is the Bible, okay. and that's uh, from where we know uh, where what's the absolute truth, mm-hmm. and we have uh, uh, from the Bible we have. Um, and uh, a reference yes. uh, of truth, and that is Jesus Christ. Okay, who he says, mm-hmm. "I am the way, the, the truth, truth, and, and the, the life. life." That's right. So he is the way, the mm-hmm. truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. from there, mm-hmm. you you see that um, he is our point, our absolute yep. uh, point of reference of truth. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe we could also, I guess, put this in as well. Romans chapter seven, Romans chapter seven, verse twelve. It's another wonderful um, reminder here from the uh, from the Apostle Paul, Romans chapter seven verse twelve, and he says, uh, "Therefore the law is holy, the commandment holy and just and good." Yes. Now it is quite interesting as I was reading that article by the um, the Barna Research uh, uh, Group. You know, actually he suggested. That we should, if we really wanted to uh, restore biblical morality, we should make sure that um, those who are being uh, nominated to influential positions, yes. that they are actually grounded in Scripture. Exactly. Uh, and uh, that parents in homes, that people as well, um, you know, make sure that their children are also grounded in Scripture. Why? Because as Christians, we believe that the Bible is the source of morality. Yes. Uh, in fact, Christian ethics is shaped by the Bible and the Bible alone. So I guess to answer that question, which I had, uh, I has, I had uh, posed to you, has culture changed biblical morality? What I'm hearing uh, 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 on what you have answered is that definitely... The culture has not changed biblical morality by the way people respond to um, to or the way I mean the the point of references where people uh, 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 look to uh, as a point of, uh, of reference for their morality is what is changing yes. and, and that is a bit interesting and that is a bit scary can you imagine now let's 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 imagine for a minute imagine a world without the bible oh no yeah the world without a bible we yeah. wouldn't know what's right okay and what's wrong that's right because we wouldn't know the law anyway but then i've got a question someone may say hey but 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 we have legal uh what do we call them uh, uh we have um 
laws, civil civil laws. Um, you know, if something is legal, doesn't that equate it to being morally good? If something is already being announced as legal in the country, isn't that morally good then? What, what would you say? Um, I would say uh, the, we would, how we will answer that question, whether mm-hmm. it's right or wrong, okay. is uh, we'll have a reference from the Bible. Okay. For example, you say mm-hmm. uh, drinking. Mm-hmm. Drinking is not bad. People okay. would say drinking is not bad. Okay. But is it morally sound mm-hmm. from our absolute points of truth? That mm-hmm. is the Bible. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say that uh, without God, mm-hmm. there is no truth. Okay. So without the uh, the word of God, okay. there there is no truth. So we'll have right. to uh, reference everything and uh, base our arguments on the solid on the truth. Bible. Okay. That is the Bible. Well, I guess t- yeah, that's that's very true. And I was also thinking, well, today, not long ago, actually, should I say, here in Australia, um, you know, this is a very sensitive topic for some of our some of our listeners. You know, same sex marriage was. Um, Legalized, and I'm hoping I'm using the right verb there. Uh, you know, it's 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 legal now for um, you know people of the same gender to marry. Now, um, and while that is legal, um, I think biblically, correct me if I'm wrong. Biblically, it is not right. It, it does not square with biblical principles because uh, the Bible only supports. Uh, heterosexual relationships. So, so in a sense, would you agree with me then that um, just because something is legal, it does not mean that it is morally good? Yes, uh, just because uh, your thinking or your experiences uh, makes you think that something is legal mm-hmm. does not make it uh, correct. Mm-hmm. For example, you've said that, um, about same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a, a verse from First okay. uh, Corinthians chapter six, verse nine okay. to eleven. Okay. So it says, "Oh, do you know? Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Okay. Do not be deceived." Neither the sexual immoral, mm-hmm. nor the idolaters, nor the ad- adulterers, uh-huh. nor the men who practice sexual uh, immorality, immorality uh-huh. nor the thieves, nor the greedy, uh-huh. uh, will inherit the kingdom of God. Right. So from there, yes. we, we already see yeah. that uh, everyone is trying to justify <laughs> that their own experiences or okay. their own okay. thinking is right. They yeah. say, yeah. you believe what you believe. Okay. I believe what I believe. Yeah. And yeah. let's yeah. coexist in this environment. <laughs> yeah. But that does, from the Bible, we've heard that that's not correct. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So so interestingly, then what I'm hearing is that there's a biblical truth, more biblical truth. Yes. Biblical moral campus. Yeah. And there's the what worldly. We, what we would call worldly, meaning that which is not uh, uh, um, based on the Bible, right? Y- yes. And so so just because something is legal in in the government, yeah, it does not mean that it is morally good according to the Bible. Yes. I just yeah, I just thought I just thought we we established that, that that point there. And two, also sometimes people say, you know, hey, there are different paths to life. Uh, I can take, you know, this path, you know, the Christian path, and you can take that path, you know, just because you you know things uh, sound reasonable to you, yeah, that you know, whatever you make you you make of that, that is gonna be good. But I think from what we're hearing is that no there is a biblical standard of truth. 
Yes. There is a biblical moral campus. You know, before we get maybe much into the Bible study for, for, for today and, and explore this idea much further, why don't we quickly take a break and, uh, and listen to a song by, uh, by Matt Minkus, Minkus, I believe that's his name. Uh, give me the Bible because we are talking about the Bible, the Bible being the, the foundation of truth. So let's quickly take a short break. Stay with us. We've got some amazing things to share with you. Stay with us and we'll be right back. Thank you. Give me the Bible, star of gladness gleaming To cheer the wonder, lone and tempest-tossed No storm can hide that peaceful radiance beaming Since Jesus came to seek and save the lost Give me the Bible, holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise, law and love combining Till night shall vanish in eternal day Give me the Bible when my heart is broken when sin and grief have filled my soul with fear Give me the precious words by Jesus spoken Hold up faith's lamp to show my Savior dear Give me the Bible, holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow Accept and promise, law and love combining Till night shall vanish in eternal day Steps enlightened Teach me the danger Of these realms below That lamp of safety O'er the gloom shall brighten That light alone The path of peace can show Give me the Bible Holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise, law and love combining Till night shall vanish in eternal day In eternal day In eternal day What was that song called? 
It's easy to find out. Download the free Faith FM app for your smartphone or tablet to see our full daily schedule of programs and music. Welcome back. Welcome back, dear friends. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano. Our co-host today is Gloria Toll. And Gloria is a uni student and a Christian. She's also a member of the Meros Park Seventh-day Adventist Church here in the South Australian Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Now, our topic for, and the question which we've been wrestling with today is, hey, has culture changed biblical morality but before we could go any further, I just would like to share with you a, uh, a resource which we are offering, offering for free. And, uh, if you can, uh, text us or send us your contact details to, uh, 0401-305-077. That is 0401-305-077. We'll gladly send you a free offer for this week. Uh, it is the Cosmic Conflict DVD. The Cosmic Conflict DVD. And you'll be able to learn, uh, 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 learn much about the day, the times in which we are living and the times of uh, uh, of the um, the last day's events, as we call it, um, and you'll be able to study and maybe hopefully make sense of the world in which we are living. Once again, welcome back. This is Faith Time, the Draft Time uh, uh, Big Q and A, the Draft Time program, and uh, I'm glad to be here with Gloria Tor, who is working with us um, uh, 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 and helping us to understand. You know, whether culture has really changed biblical morality. And of course, we started by saying, hey, definitely not, because God has his moral standard, which does ne- which, which does not change. Pardon me. And we also, um, established the fact that, hey, according to Isaiah 40, verse 8, God's word does not change. And then, of course, we looked at Romans 7, 12, which says, the law is holy, just, Good and true. And so really, we believe that biblical morality still stands, but it is the way in which we respond to it. But I wanted to ask Gloria this question. Now, you know, there is a law that some of us Christians are privileged to study and understand. In fact, the Hebrew uh, mindset, or should I even say the Jewish people, understood that anything that God revealed was actually a law to them. The revealed will of God was actually a law to them. So we could say, hey, the Bible. So we as Christians, we have the Bible. Uh, and we could, we can say, hey, we've read, we've, we, we know what God requires from us. But other people may say, hey, I don't have that. That is not my point of reference. I was not raised with that. Uh, what does the Bible say? I, I believe somewhere in Romans, uh, Paul says something to this effect. What, what does, what does he say? Uh, the, uh, Paul says in um, Romans chapter 2 verse 14 uh-huh. uh, to 15, it says, uh, For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do yes. the things in the law, mm-hmm. these, although not having the law, mm-hmm. are a law to yes. themselves, who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness and bearing themselves their thought, accusing or else mm. uh, excusing them. Okay. So um from this yes. we understand in um ways in which God imparts his law to That's us. That's right, to us. And That's that right. one of them is conscience. That's right. There are times you do something and you're like, Oh, 
this thing people say is it right yeah but what does my conscience tell me okay that okay. is uh one example of how god imparts law uh, that's right to our conscience. so we could say that even those who have not had the privilege to study the bible god has put his law in their heart and then they, they can distinguish what is right and what is wrong um, as they're being led by the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Yes. That is quite interesting. And, and you know, as I was thinking about that as well, uh, a thought came to my mind. I mean, we are wrestling with, you know, morality here, but I have heard people say, um, well, if we were in the same, if we were one group of people living in one country, uh, then whatever we decide will be morally good. Well, in a sense, we could say that there are some cultural norms people can share, yep. but that does not entirely mean that that which they practice may be morally right. Because here, what we are saying, and correct me if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm understanding this, what we are saying is that there is a biblical moral, uh, there, there there is a biblical morality. Regardless of how we approach it, it still stands. Uh, it is just the way maybe we respond to it. Um, and of course, looking at the world in which we are in which we are living, uh, I can think of uh, of, of of two quotations. Uh, I, I might be taking some of your time here, but I just thought I'll I'll share this briefly. But I can just think of two quotations uh, from uh, some some significant uh, uh, authors. And this one it says. A just law is a man-made code that squares with the moral law or the law of God. Ah, I just remembered who wrote this. This was uh, Martin Luther King. He said, a just man is a man-made code that squares with the moral law or the law of God. And then he says, an unjust law is a code that is out of harmony with the moral law to put it in the terms of St. Saint uh, Saint, uh, Saint, Saint Thomas Aquinas, an unjust law is a human law that is not rooted in eternal and natural law. So in other words, what he was saying is that, hey, we can come up with a law which we may deem to be good and right, you know, which we can actually live by. But it can only be good if it fits squarely with God's law. Yes. If it is not, then it is definitely not good. So from from what Martin Luther is saying, from yeah. what I can understand is that we have an SI unit. Mm. We have a point of reference. We mm. have um, something that is perfect mm-hmm. that uh, uh, to which we can compare. You know, you compare something with something that is perfect. That's right. So, in fact, the Bible says the law of the Lord is perfect. That's right. Uh, we see that in Psalms chapter 19, verse 7, mm-hmm. and it says the law of the Lord is perfect, mm. reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making the wise simple. Mm. So, we see uh, the Bible tells us that the law, the law of God is perfect. God himself is, is perfect. That's Without right. God, That's there right. is no law. Right. And... Uh, uh, Jesus is our object of truth. That's right. Yeah. Actually, now on that point, Jesus being our objective truth, I really have some questions here. Might sound a bit philosophical, but uh, these are some of the questions that are being uh, put out there in the world in which we are living. But before I could actually bring this question, 
once again in that same document by the Bonner group the, the research it said that with six uh it says that um uh with six out of ten adults now contending that uh that there are no moral absolutes um it's no surprising that the traditional moral choices are being redefined. Okay. So you were saying that six out of ten adults are saying that there is no moral absolutes. Now, I want you to help us understand here. Is there uh, such a thing as moral absolutes? What if someone says, hey, no, there is no moral absolutes? What do you think of that? Uh uh, first of all, I'd l- like us to understand that yeah. there's there's always the truth, just like there is light and there's darkness. Mm. So there's the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you don't believe it okay. doesn't make it uh, any less true. Yeah, so yeah, 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 we have an objective truth. Okay, that to us Christians, we believe that yeah. God um, is the truth. That's right. right. Okay. Uh, like in John chapter fourteen verse six, mm-hmm. Jesus Himself says, "This is truth. Jesus saying yeah. that I am the way, the way, the okay. truth, the truth, and the life, and the life." Okay. Uh, and and He says again in the Bible that mm-hmm. my words are my, my words are truth. Yes. So we have an absolute truth, yes. uh, an object of truth that That's has right. presented to us. That's uh, right. Uh, as Jesus, mm, so mm. that is the truth, and uh, we have a subjective truth. Yes. So that is your truth. Okay. Uh, I can come and tell you yeah. that this is what I believe. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's right, but it's it's my own opinion. Okay. Like nowadays, people uh, say I'm entitled to my opinion. Yes. This is my. We hear opinion. that a lot. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that is um, a subjective mm, truth, mm, mm. Uh, but it doesn't make. It right. It doesn't right. make it true. Mm, that's yeah. that's quite profound, actually. And, and, and interestingly, um, even when people say, "Hey, there's no absolute truth," they're claiming that they, what they just said is actually truth. You see how there's a, a little bit of a contradiction there as well. Yeah. So really, so we do have definitely an absolute truth. Yes. Okay, that's quite interesting. Here's another question. Some people say, "Hey, morality is relative." Uh, you know, they could say that what is true for you is definitely true for you, but what is true, what is true for you might not be true for me. Um, but that, that sounds more like subjective truth, right? It doesn't sound like objective truth because objective truth is definitely the whole truth. The whole the com- truth. Tr- complete, perfect truth. Right. Yeah. All right. And that is what the Bible presents to us, isn't it? Yes. yes. So let okay. me ask you, Pastor. Okay. If you say that what you believe is true, uh-huh. how do you know that what you believe is not true? So ah, by uh-huh. saying that uh, uh, that this other truth is not truth, how yes. do you know yes. that your truth is not true? I guess so. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, hold that thought. Uh, okay. So I guess we have uh, a point of reference, mm, the truth, mm, the mm. solid truth that mm-hmm. uh, as Christians, there is a path that has been presented to us mm-hmm. and that is the source of truth and good. Okay. And that is okay. God in, God himself. That's right. Jesus. That's right. You know, uh, William Lane Clay, Craig, let me say his name properly. William Lane Craig. He says, uh, God has given us his moral nature to us as a, as commands this provides the basis for moral duty because he is good and is the standard of good as, as well as morals uh, 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 and values and his nature is good so God has given us his moral nature to us as commands and so when we look at uh, the Bible and we look at the Ten Commandments really we are seeing the transcript character of 
God. Yeah. That is quite that is quite powerful. Now, before we take another quick short break, uh, I just wonder whether there is something more you'd like to share with us. Uh, you know, regarding this topic, has culture really changed morality, or what are some of the things that we are seeing in? Co- I mean, outside there in the world uh, that are competing with um, uh, with the with, with, with biblical morality. Um, yeah. And any, any more other thoughts before we take a quick short break? Yeah. So we've said that, um, no, the, the biblical mor- morality has not changed. Mm. The word uh, of God is true. Mm-hmm. The word of God is perfect, as mm-hmm. we've seen in the book of uh, Psalms 19, verse 7. Mm-hmm. We've seen uh, that the word of God, um, I'll read, John chapter 17, verse 17, just right. to reinforce everything. Yep, yep. John seventeen seventeen. Sanctify them with the truth. Mm-hmm. Your word is truth. Is truth. All right. Yeah. So as Christians, we believe in the Bible, mm. which is the true word of God. That's right. And we believe, uh, because we say we believe in the Bible and we believe in God, mm. uh, God says, if you love me, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. Okay. And his um, commandments we've seen from uh, Exodus chapter 20 verse 1 we've seen that those, that is um, our reference of truth mm, uh, mm. from the Bible as Christians. That's right. So uh, uh, we've seen that there's the objective truth mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, point mm-hmm. of reference That's right. that has been given to us as Christians yeah, but yeah. people will respond differently Mm-hmm, People will mm-hmm, have opinions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so their opinions will change. So That's today, right. someone will tell you, yes. uh, "This is my opinion." His That's opinion, right. his opinions might change tomorrow. That's right. That's Science right. might might change tomorrow. That That's is a right. shaky ground. Exactly. But uh, we've seen that uh, yeah. the word of God is true. It's true. It's unchangeable yes. and it's perfect. Interestingly, uh, James chapter two verse eleven, he also says, "So speak and so do." As those who will be judged by the law of liberty. So really the law is the measuring rod. Yes. If we do not measure up to the law, uh, then we have fallen short. Um, you know, today uh, there's a lot of social trends. Um, and there's a lot of things that are changing. I mean, the sanctity of life is one, for example, people now no longer feel the guilt, should I say. And here, I know a lot of people have gone through difficult and challenging times here. Uh, I'm, so what I'm saying here, I'm just generally, you know, uh, 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 referring to the issue at large. I'm not specifically saying that it has been easy for everyone. But there are people who have approached abortion, for example, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a very light in a very uh, seemingly light uh, manner, uh, and they have not um, looked at the biblical uh, counsel uh, um, uh, or the Bib- or what the Bible has to say about life and yep. and, the, and the sanctity of life. And of course, we've we've also um, briefly touched on uh, same-sex marriage, difficult and very sensitive topics today. Uh, and uh, today, of course, uh, the, the motor for most of the younger people is, hey, um, you only live once, do whatever you like, you know, whatever feels good, do it. You know, that is, that is what, you know, that is the culture of today. But I think we are seeing that, um, 
you know, if we depart from what the Bible says, mm-hmm. we are definitely going away from the biblical morality. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's quickly take another short break and, uh, and we'll bring everything up uh, and we'll wrap up everything together. Here it is. Uh, it is the name by J, uh, B.J. Thomas. I want to be more like Jesus. Welcome back. That was a very wonderful song. I want to be more like Jesus. What a beautiful song. Welcome back. This is uh, Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru and our co-host today has been um, Gloria Tor. And Gloria is a uni student. A Pardon me there. Um, and she's been leading and guiding us in this Bible study. Uh, and uh, she's a wonderful uh, teacher, should I say, as uh, she's been teaching us here today and, and helping us to wrestle with this question of has culture, uh, changed biblical morality? Um, the, um, just to wrap up everything now, I'm just wondering, uh, Gloria, we've already addressed, uh, the, 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 the fact that, um, there is a biblical standard. 
uh, that the law of God is holy and that uh, every good and perfect thing is based on biblical morality. Though, of course, the world is changing and responding to that differently today. But I just wondered, what is the consequences of not keeping God's commandments? Um, The consequences of not giving... Uh, not keeping, no keeping. Uh-huh. God's commandments. Yes, sorry. yes, yes. We can see throughout the Bible, yes. God, God telling people, do this, and if you don't do this, this mm-hmm. will happen to you. For okay. example, from our first family, yes, they were told not to eat the fruits uh, of the garden, mm-hmm. but they ate. Uh, just because um, uh, after they dis- disobeyed God, mm-hmm. we saw the consequences. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. So when you, wh- just because you don't think something is not right and you do you do the other way. That's doesn't right. mean uh, what you thought is right. Okay. You, you will be judged according to what you thought is right. Okay. You will be judged to the truth and not according to what you thought. What you thought. So, 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 for clarity's sake, regardless of what you decide, whether you are dis- making decisions based on your feelings or whatsoever, you be judged according to that perfect law. Law of God. Yes. The uh, the moral standard. Okay. You will be judged according to the standard mm, of truth. Mm. So yeah, let's look at because we are saying that we our our source of truth is the Bible and and the Bible only. Okay. Let's look at some of the consequences of 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 disregarding God's commandments okay. uh, or disregarding God's word and truth. Okay. So let's look at uh. Uh, Second Timothy chapter three verse one to five. Second Timothy chapter three verse one uh-huh. to five. Wonderful. And it says, mm-hmm. "But know this that in the last days, uh, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, mm. lovers of money, mm-hmm. boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, mm. unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, and." Uh, slanderers, slanderers without mm. self-control, mm. brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. Wow. So we see from this that all the mm-hmm. uh, people mentioned above yes. go against the commandment. That's right. Right? That's right. So uh, mm. in the last days, we yes. covered that la- right. uh, last week. That That's these right. are the the days of the end. These, yeah, we are living in the last days, according to the Bible. Yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd wow. like to uh, read yeah. another verse mm-hmm. uh, regarding consequence of, of not keeping God's commandments. Of mm. Not keeping God's commandments. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter five, verse twenty, and it says, "Yep, what to those who call evil, evil good, good mm. and good evil." Wow. That is what we were saying. That's subjective right. truth and saying yes. you're, you're subjected to your, your truth. Yes. I'm subjected to my own mm, opinion. And mm, you say that mm. just because you think it's, it's right. true, it doesn't mean uh, That's right. it's right. That's and right. the Bible says, wow. uh, war to those who call evil good mm-hmm. and good evil, but mm-hmm. put darkness for light and light for darkness, who puts uh, bitter, for, bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that is that is a warning there. What to you? You're calling what is evil, you're calling it good. Yeah. Uh, rather than calling good what is good, but you're calling what is good, you're calling it evil. evil. That is a warning right there. Okay, okay. So we're seeing, therefore, there are consequences of um, um, not keeping God's commandments. Because, hey, you end up, of course, when you make the wrong decision, though you may call it good, 
it will definitely have some consequences. Yeah. And um, the pain and the suffering which we're, we, 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 we are faced with today, it is all because Adam and Eve made uh, 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 that first mistake and sinned. So we are seeing that, um, yeah, that there are definitely those consequences. Um, is there any promises then that comes with keeping God's commandments? Because maybe this would help us to see how biblical morality impacts our life, especially if we, um, you know, if we obey God's commandments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, if you don't dis- uh, keep God's commandment, there'll be consequences. Okay. But God always has a plan for okay. restoration and and salvation, as okay. we even see an example from our first family. Mm-hmm. After they sinned, there was a consequence that doesn't change the truth, mm-hmm. but God promised them good that That's if you right. keep my commandments, I will abide by you and, and things like that. Yes. So um, one of the uh, promises of keeping God's commandment is that we will be abide in God's love mm. and our joys will be full. Wonderful. Do we have a Bible reference for that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um so that would be that's a beautiful Bible promise because I'm thinking, hey, what a wonderful, what a wonderful, uh, um, you know, Bible verse to have. Abiding, what did you say? Abiding in. We will abide in God's love in and God's, our joy will in be God's full. love. I believe that's. Uh, I believe that might be. Um, it says, "If you keep my commandments, mm. you shall abide in my love, okay. even as I have kept my Father's commandments All and right. abide in His love." Right, so that is right. Jesus speaking. He that says, is, "Okay, yeah, even as I have kept my Father's commandment, mm. and I have, uh, and abide in His love." So if you keep God's commandment. You will abide in his love. Mm, mm, yes. Mm. All right. Okay. So we don't have the Bible references from uh, as, uh, uh, for the moment. Uh, however, I believe John fourteen fifteen says, "If you love me, keep my commandments." Um, and uh, maybe from there we might be able to uh, get, um, yeah, get uh, a cross reference there. Uh, all right. So, but there is a Bible verse there which uh, our good friend Gloria is referring to there. If you uh, if you keep my commandments, you abide in my love. That is John 15, verse 10. John 15, verse 10. I'll read it. Yes. Thank God for technology. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. And just just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So that is one um Promise. Yes. Our other com- uh, promise mm-hmm. uh, is uh, if we keep God's commandments, mm-hmm. our prayers will be answered. Wow. And it Wonderful. says in First mm-hmm. John chapter three, verse twenty-two. Wonderful. Yeah. And whatsoever yeah. we ask, mm-hmm. we receive of Him. But Wonderful. we keep mm-hmm. because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Wonderful. So if we do things that are pleasing in God's sight, mm. we shall receive anything, and we shall abide in His love. Wonderful. Well, we have come to the end of our program today. We have covered so many things. We have seen definitely that, uh, yes, there is a lot of changes in society, um, but biblical morality st- is still stands, at least in the Bible. But uh, um, we see that uh, society at large is responding differently. But the Bible remains, the truth remains, and uh, what is good and right it is still objective truth which is based on Jesus and Jesus Christ. Dear friends, thank you for tuning in. That was uh, a wonderful discussion there in the Bible study there. Let us close with God's, uh, let us close with the prayer as we keep uh, God's word in our mind. Let us pray. Father, in 
Father in heaven, we are so thankful. We are grateful for the wonderful truth which we have learned. There is a biblical moral morality and a biblical worldview. Though the world is changing at large, and sadly, a lot of people are trusting less and less in the Bible, but the Bible is the standard of truth, and, um, and Lord, we are praying that you would help us to trust the Bible and the Bible alone. We see the consequences of sin in this world in that um, uh, there, are, there is pain, there is suffering, there's many things which are happening around the world as consequences of deviating from the biblical principles, uh, the biblical ethics, and the biblical morals. Father, help us, teachers and guiders, instruct us, and we pray that you may lead us continually and be with our dear listener who stayed with us and may um, Jesus... Uh, uh, Come and uh, help each one of us to live a life that is fitting and that is uh, according to your will. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our dear listener, thank you for tuning in. This was Faith FM, the big, uh, the draft time, big Q&A. Tune in tomorrow as we continue with the rest of uh, our, our, our series in this, uh, in this week. Blessings and enjoy the song, which is All to Jesus Our Surrender. Blessings and good night.